Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new era for the 49ers. Oh, my God. Jimmy Garoppolo with a roster of talent. Debo Samuel with the catch. The pass is going to be picked off by Bosa. Nick Bosa. And it's almost time for kickoff. Welcome to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef. Legendary quality. Like that, we are off and running. Larry Kruger and Lo Neal, the future Hall of Fame fullback here at the uh, at the Hilton in Santa Clara. It is Week Ten in the NFL, and Lo tonight we get the four and four Niners uh, and the five and three Chargers in what has already been just an incredibly wild Week Ten around the league. Welcome to the kickoff show, sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon and Harris Ranch Beef. And for the next couple hours, we'll talk Niners and Chargers leading right into uh, actually Warrior Basketball tonight, which we will have for you on 95.7 The Game. I believe John Dickinson, Sterling Bennett leading you into that, uh, getting you ready for the Warriors and the Kings tonight on 95.7 The Game. But, Lo, good to see you, man. It's good to be seen, man. Excited, man. A little week off, and now we got the 49ers and my old team, my old summer ground. How about the old Chargers coming into town, man? Can't wait to see the little Herbert, what they got in store, but I- I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this football game. I really am. Do you like putting on those units? Oh man, those Charger powder, unis. You know those powder blue. I, I, you know we're. I know it's a nine of country, but that that powder blue man is is pretty. It's pretty. It, you you look out here at the little tailgate. Everyone's out there, the Niner fans and Charger fans, and that powder blue though, it just pops, man. Something about that powder blue, I like. You know, it's funny. Last time the Niners actually won the Super Bowl, they beat the Chargers. Oh, beat up on of '95, <laughs> the '94 season. Um, and I, you know, I was down in Santa Clara this week talking to the players on Wednesday and Thursday, and and just getting their 
you know, feeling coming out of the bye week and talking to some of them about this matchup, and it dawned on me, none of these guys were even around right. for that. They, they weren't even bored, probably, right? I mean, they weren't even I mean, around. I mean, check that out. I mean, it was it was an awesome Super Bowl for the Niners. I mean, it just they just jumped on top of the Chargers and never looked back. But, uh, yeah, totally remember that Super Bowl, man, back in the day. But uh, it's just great, man. The atmosphere, it's a Sunday, cool afternoon, man. You walk out, you know, walking over. Man, walking over, you know, over to the stadium here and coming over to the Hilton. Look at here. These brand new shoes blow out. How, check it out. Got to blow out my shoe. I'm like, I'm walking all of a sudden. I'm like walking with the limp, brother. And I look down and I, I lose my heel. You lost like, your heel. I lost my heel. Look at these are nice kicks, too. Oh, nice and fresh, shoot. new. And the heel fell off on them. By golly. So walking around, I had a blowout, man. I'm just so fast and so excited about this football game. Already got a blowout, brother. Do you, you need an emergency footlocker. Uh, ex <laughs> exactly, man. And, you know, I might just go barefooted, man. Right out of go, go barefooted. <laughs> Throw these shoes away. Go barefooted. Watch the game. Sit in the stands. But I tell you, man, the atmosphere is great. I mean, looking at these fans, both sides, fans getting along and just having a good time. This is what it's about, uh, you know, heading to a very, very crucial week for both these two teams. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, it's going to be good. Niners getting healthy and, you know, the Chargers a team they can beat. On paper, you might say, yeah. Uh, when you look a little deeper, you realize that the 49ers have struggled in prime time outside of against the Rams. Um, I think they've lost their last seven primetime games. So which Niner team is going to show up? Are the, How are the Chargers going to score points tonight? That's the one question I have. No Mike Williams, no uh, Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen. Yeah. That they, means their number one receiver is Joshua Palmer, and it puts an awful lot of pressure on, on Herbert, uh, Herbert yes. and a lot on Austin Eckler. Eckler. Yeah, it really does, man. I know we'll get into some of the key matchups and talk about some of these games, but before we even dive into what these teams are, how they're going to score, last week I was watching a football game. You know who that was? The Atlanta Falcons and, and the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. And guess who won that game? Chargers. Not the Chargers won that game, by, by golly. So when you start to look at something, and, and you know what? Two weeks ago I was watching Atlanta, and that was L.A. Chargers going to Atlanta. And a couple weeks ago I, I watched the, the Niners go to Atlanta and, and get slapped around. Right. And, and so when you look at styles make fights, so I know everyone looks at this game, and this is a game, I know you looked at the line, I think it was seven points, the Niners are favored. But when you look at this team, and Justin Herbert coming off that rib injury, Kansas City, a couple weeks back, but now he's starting to, and, and when he was injured, they shoot him up, you know, get the tour all. And you saw him couple weeks ago just struggling against Jacksonville. They got beat up, and he's just trying to get the ball in there against Cleveland. You know, you, they got a quick slant, and he locks in on that slant. He's trying to throw it, and he's just going through and being mechanic, mechanical. The last couple weeks, especially last week, I saw Justin Herbert turn back into the football player. You know what I mean? You you know what I'm saying? So there's sometimes you see guys and they go back and they like go through and it's like, boom, I'm supposed to go here with the ball. This is where I'm going. I'm going to force the ball in here. This is where I'm going. But Justin Herbert, that's not Justin Herbert who he is. What makes him elite and what makes him kind of special and dangerous is when he's playing football. And when he kids playing football, he can be one of the dangerous quarter because that's when he's improvising. That's when he can extend plays with his legs. That's when he's saying, look, I'm going to find a way and I'm going to find a way and I'm going to bide enough time to find the open man. And that's what this kid can do so yes on paper it doesn't look like this it should be a great matchup it looks like the Niners they're this physical that you know you look at the Chargers they don't know how to stop the run their run defense Bolsa one of the Bolsas the Bolsas hurt Joey Bolsa's not played in several weeks so you just got Cleo Max so yes it looks like that on paper but this team has made some plays you look at where they're at in their schedule and you look at the teams they played you look around and like it's been ugly 
but they're still in this thing too. Well, there's no question. I mean, and, and as the old saying, it's the way you play, the day you play. Sure. You know what I mean, uh, you know, yeah, the Niners struggled with the Falcons, and and Arthur Smith had a great game plan, and the Chargers eked one out against the Falcons last week. So does that mean the Chargers have the upper hand tonight, or is it you know, or do the Niners have the upper hand <laughs> right. with all the players coming back? What did you think? You know, we didn't see the 49ers last week. I asked several of the guys this week. You know, what does the bye week really mean to you? And, you know, everybody, you know, the old saying, you know, uh, tell me, you know, everybody's hurt. Tell me when you're injured. Mm. You know what I mean? Every single guy who's on the football team is hurt. Yes. Okay. It's it's just a matter of how much pain can they deal with. So then you mix in a bye week. Oh. And just talking to the guys um, this week, there were several guys who were like, man, if there was a second bye week, I'd be all for it. Um, and my body feels immensely better just from one week, getting off your feet, um, not driving, not banging heads, you know, and, and a lot of guys said it's not just a physical break, that the, the NFL mental. is NFL is a mental grind. And and the coaches are demanding that you are in your game plan and looking at all these details. And it gets to be a lot once you get once you put seven, eight games back to back. And they mentally just need a, a you know a, a chance to uh recharge. just to recharge. I asked Colton McKivitz, I said, What'd you do this week? He said I went out on a boat crabbing in the bay. Yeah. And then I believe so I just it. Had to get away. Just get away. Unplug from football. The mental drain that it has on you. You know, you play in a 16 or 17 game season and every day you get up. You know, you think about where you're at in the city. You think about where you depend on what city you're from or where you, what team, organization you're playing for. If your practice starts at 8, you got to leave probably at 6. Because traffic, if you, if you can't leave 10 minutes prior, because guys usually don't live maybe next to the stadium. So if you get in traffic, you're in trouble. So these guys are getting up probably 5, 6 o'clock, some 4, if you, depends on where they live. And they want to beat traffic to get there. Some guys get here early, and they probably go take a nap and go lay down for an hour before meetings and get going because they understand the, the grind. And then you're going to meetings, and then, you know, you're in meetings, you go to meetings, and then I'll go through a walkthrough around 11 o'clock. Then you come back for lunch, eat, and then at 1 o'clock, you're, you know, back in for a quick meeting. Then back on the field at 1 o'clock, 1 to 3, 1 to 4. Then, you know, you shower, take another, you know, shower, and then get back in meetings for like 4 to 5. You're out of there by 6 o'clock. You're, you're in the heat of traffic going home. Some guys aren't getting home to 7, 8 o'clock at night. And then guess what? And then it's Groundhog Day. You're right back in it again. So absolutely, the grind of this game, man, it's tough. Yeah, you're a grown man playing a kid's game, getting a king's ransom. But I'm telling you, man, it gets tough on your body, gets physical, and all the things you go through, just going in your car, you're cramping, and you're driving home, big day of practice. You got ice packs on your legs. You're driving your car home with ice bags underneath your legs, your hamstrings, you know, your, your calves are wrapped, and all those compression pads on while you're driving home. Ice pack on your neck. You're driving in traffic. Boom, get home, take a shower, whatever, play with the kids, whatever you got to do. Go back, go back to sleeping same thing it's a grind, grind. It grind is a, no it's a grind and so these guys need a break yes. from the grind now the Niners are coming off the bye now two weeks ago the Niners beat the Rams and it was 31-14 in LA in week eight in that game we saw Christian McCaffrey throw a touchdown pass catch a touchdown pass and have a touchdown run only the 11th player in the history of the in a, of the league to do that what was your takeaway last I mean two weeks ago uh, 49 
49ers. That was a ball game at half. Second half, 49ers win the second half 21-0, and the Niner defense held the Rams to 58 total yards yeah. in the second half. Give me your takeaway well, a couple weeks ago against the Rams. I, I, yeah, I saw I saw a 49er team that imposed this will on the Rams. I saw a Rams team that blinked. I saw a Rams team that can't protect their quarterback on a consistent basis. I saw a Ram teams that can't run the ball on a consistent basis. I saw Ram teams that, you know what, that Matthew Stafford has to throw the ball 40 to 50 times for them to even have a chance to win any ball game. It's a bad offense. It's a bad, it's a very bad offense, and their defense is predicated on getting in front, and if they're in front, then they can pin their ears back, and that's when that defense can get after you. They're a defense that likes to play in front and put pressure on the quarterback, but when a team can be two-dimensional and run the ball and pass the ball and do that against the Rams, the Rams defense is subpar, and that's what, that's what teams are doing. They understand the Rams offense can't put pressure on the other defenses and so now you get to see the Rams team and that's what the Niners took advantage of. They said okay, this team can't score. We're going to continue to run the ball. We're going to keep punching them in the mouth. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to first and second down. And so that's what I saw. I saw a Niners team start to beat the Rams up and make the Rams one-dimensional and then it turned into the Niners just taking over and complete domination. It was a big, big second half and the Niners were doing this last week with no DJ Sam, no uh, yeah. Debo Samuel. So 14-10 right. uh, Rams at the half and to me the big you know couple two two takeaways one 49ers had no turnovers i mean jalen ramsey dropped two Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. picks. Had him right there. Boom. On the hands. Dropped him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey popped on one of his runs. Ball jumps up into the air. Comes down to the arms of Ray Ray McLeod. The 49ers were even on the turnover margin last week. It very easily could have been minus three. That was the first takeaway. Right. They were right. very fortunate. They there. were. The other thing that really jumped out, and this is more about the Rams, but man, the Rams gave up earlier than I thought they would. I mean, I mean, think about this. This game was 14-10 Rams at the, at the half. The Rams started running the ball on third downs with about seven minutes to play in the fourth quarter. I mean, Nick Bosa was like, hey, man, I only he had three hits on the quarterback, a couple sacks. And he said this week, hey, man, I would have had a couple more if they didn't uh, you know, take away my money downs. Basically, the Rams gave away. They just basically stopped trying to win the game, stopped passing it on third down with six, seven minutes minutes left in the game and uh, just just kind of preserve you know we're not going to let Bosa take hits on Stafford we'll just run it and punt well I, I think they did that for a couple reasons like you just said why let Stafford get hit if you're talking about a team that's going to try to make a push and going to try to get this offense going the Rams that is why are you going to sit back there and let this quarterback go seven step drop and you know that they can't protect him so they're looking at this situation. Yeah, they said, hey, look, we don't want Nicky Bosa to tee off on our guy. We want to just preserve this guy and try to live to fight on another day. And so they did run the ball. But I think the Rams are going to have to find a way to run the ball because they're just not good enough. And you've got to be able to ball control because that's what the Niners predicated on. Niners want you to say, okay, we're going to start throwing the ball, seven-step drop, quarterback gets the seven steps. And that's what today is going to be about. Tonight is going to be about can the Niners put pressure on Herbert? Because we look at Austin Eckler, you look what he can do running the ball hasn't been consistent but he's been consistent in the passing game so the Niners want to make this team one-dimensional and that's throw the ball and that's what the Rams that's what the Rams tried to do last couple weeks ago and just couldn't do it because they don't have enough horses up front what did you see from Garoppolo he, he was 21 of 25 um, 84 percent is what he completed that's the highest percentage since you got to go back to Steve Young low in the late 90s the last time we saw a Niner quarterback complete 84 percent I just think 
Heineke looks so comfortable within this offense now. I think this is one of the best stretches I think I've seen him in. And the addition of McCaffrey is almost the perfect weapon to complement his skill set. What are you seeing with Garoppolo? Because he's now starting to round into form uh, playing, you know, arguably his best ball as a Niner. Yeah, and I, I, he he is, and I think like you alluded to, though you know, two interceptions. Jalen Jalen Ramsey has two yeah. in his hand. So would, would, would we would be having this conversation if he makes those catches? That's Good point. One. Two, we got to look and say, what does McCaffrey do? McCaffrey gives him a, a better safety blanket. Now he can get out and he knows how to read coverages. You watch McCaffrey on the touchdown. He waits. He waits his time. He sees the linebacker cover and then he uncovers and he just releases nice and slow. He d throttles down. He understands football. He understands holes. He understands where the ball can be and don't run to get covered. And he does a great job of that. So I think Jim Jimmy is going to feel a lot more comfortable now because now he has a guy in McCaffrey. If all else fails, this guy can win for you. But then you got to give the line some credit. They do a great job. This Niner defense, the offensive line, they do a great job against one of the elite pass rushers in the league. And you know who I'm talking about when you're talking about the Rams. They do a great job of you know blocking him, putting a body on him, running right at him. They understand what they have to do. So now, if you can keep Jimmy clean with the receivers and the weapons now that he has, because he has a plethora of weapons, this team can win. But the biggest thing now, you just got to stay ahead on the sticks. You got to win them first and second down. You can't sit in third and long because I still don't think this offensive line can hold up long. And that's why McCaffrey's going to have to win on a lot of hot routes. I think that he's going to be big down the stretch because teams are going to, they know that the team's going to break down offensively on the, along that offensive line. And that's where McCaffrey, I think, is going to make some money for this team because of the fact when he when he, the pressure is on, I think he's going to be that safety blanket for, for, for Jimmy G to get the ball to Jimmy G's been good. He's got he's he's uh, registered 230 or more passing yards and two or more touchdowns in his in his last four games. So he's playing pretty well. He's got these great the uh, great bevy of weapons now that he can choose from, and he's just got options. And McCaffrey, you know, the one thing uh, Daniel Jeremiah made the point this week uh, when he was talking about the 49ers, just saying that not only do they have the best collection of run after the catch weapons in the league, but every one of those guys guys that they have are tackle breaking run after the catch guys you know you may have you might be a run after the catch guy because you're just fast but the 49ers don't have run after the catch guys that are fast they have run after the catch guys that run through you Kittle Ayuk Debo McCaffrey even Elijah Mitchell to some degree these guys can break tackles so if you're you know 49er receiver catches the ball short that's you know that's that's the first part is you're going to try to bring him down short but then once they start you know moving down the field they become a very difficult team to tackle against so i think that's going that put that that means the onus is on the chargers tonight to to somehow wrap up um against the 49ers to avoid those big chunk chunk yardage plays oh without a doubt and there's a just wonder on that team a guy that you like i know we love this guy no matter what team he plays for you just like him you like that you like what he brings to the table he's a football player and that's another the number 52 in your program number one in your heart oh cleo mac this is a guy that ages wonder he's been holding down for that chargers team that chargers defense is very very suspect
suspect. When you look at Jane Derwin James, guys that got hurt, you know, we'll have, you know, Borna coming on to talk, break down some of the charges at four who charges insider. But if you look at how that defense, they went out and spent a lot of money for that defensive guys. And I'll tell you, they haven't necessarily played up to the, the money that they spent, but a guy who's been playing pretty well, and that's Cleo Mack, beating double, beating double teams, strip tackles, strip sacks, all the things that he's doing. So yes, you're absolutely right. The, the Niners are going to have to make this team tackle. Get the ball out to these receivers and stuff in space and make that secondary tackle you. Make Khalil Mack become one-dimensional. Run the ball right at him. Make sure that you put a tight end or a running back and make sure you chip him and make that guy not, don't let him beat you. And that's that's what you got to do. If you're the Niners, you say, don't let 52 beat you. Let's let someone else beat you. So you're absolutely right. They have to get the ball in receiver's hand. They have to go put it out there and see if the Niners, see if the Chargers can tackle. Yeah. Slide that protection towards Khalil every time without uh, without Joey Bosa. Sadly, we're not going to get to see the Bosa brothers ah. go head to head. Um, I would love to see Joey against uh, against Nick. Nick. This was supposed to be the first meeting. It's going to have to wait. Yeah. Joey's got core muscle, the core muscle uh, surgery issue that that uh, Nick had at Ohio State. Uh, but the mother, Cheryl, plans to be at the game tonight, and she's going to be wearing a half Chargers, half Niners jersey. And if Nick Bosa gets a half sack tonight, the family reaches the hundred sack mark as a as a as a family. So Joey's got fifty nine and a half career. Nick's got thirty three. The father, John Bosa, has uh, has seven. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you. You came into the NFL when there was no such thing as a buy, and that concept was introduced during your playing career, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, what I'm just kind of wondering what you think of it as for what you thought of it at, at the time, and you know, like for baseball, five days off is a nightmare, but in football, every day that you can rest your body, uh, it means you're going to be faster, more explosive. Do you remember how you felt going into a midseason buy, and maybe how your body felt after getting that rest? Hey, I tell you what, you look for those buys. You hate it when it came like in week three or week two. Somebody's getting them. You're like, God. You look. The first thing you do is like, let me find where the buy is, and you hope it's like week eight, week nine, week ten. No later than week ten or eleven. You wanted, you know, wanted maybe a little bit after the halfway point, or you know, maybe a week before. So, because you want to get that, because then you want to go on that stretch. You don't want it at the end of it you don't want it like two or three weeks left you want to make sure that you you know because because then you get ready for that push and you can get get that rhythm but when i'm telling you your body you're beat up you can just that rest of that week of practice where you're just like you're only out there for an hour you're going through walkthrough you're making sure that just you're mentally coach says hey take the day off you know i want guys to come back fresh i want guys to come back rested because your body you're not meant to be in that car crash every single time you think about you got helmets you got guys 200 300 pounds you're just crashing hitting each other all the time at practice you're getting frustrated grabbing pulling fingers breaking your fingers guys hitting your helmets and your thighs it's, your body is not meant for it. So without a doubt, the bye is absolutely crucial. I think it's great that they have a bye. Yeah, yeah. And, and, to, and you know, the one thing that was pretty clear from talking to a number of the players this week is that, you know, the 40, Kyle Shanahan has, has basically made the statement to these guys, hey, this is when we need to get serious. This is when we need to dial it up. The 49ers envision themselves as a Super Bowl caliber uh, roster, and they've got high expectations for the, for the season that lies ahead. And talking to a number of guys this week, that consistent theme came up. All right, guys, we've now had the bye. We're 4-4. Four and four. 
We're better than a 4-4 four and four team. We're not a 500 team. We're a championship caliber team. It's time to find that next level. So you got guys coming back, and there'll be a number of them. And he wouldn't even mention the list. But, you know, the Niners are still waiting on Javon Kinlaw. But Elijah Mitchell's back. Aziz Alshair's back. Colton McKivitt's on the O-line's back. Jordan Willis was back. Uh, they even called up T.Y. McGill off the practice squad. They were hoping to bring Jason Verrett back. And then he suffered the Achilles injury. yeah. yeah. Uh, this week, and there'll be a number of Niner players, a number of the DBs uh, told me this week that they've got these Jason Verrett t-shirts yeah. they're going to wear under their pads it's, to it's, honor JV. Very popular player. Two ACLs, two Achilles, a torn labrum in the hip. His career most likely is over. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't no. say that with any glee at all, but I mean his, 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 uh, you know, he's probably at the end and the guys knew it. It was emotional this week when he went down. Shanahan thought about canceling the rest of practice. It, it's so bad, man, when you, when you, when you see guys that work so hard to try to come back from injuries to play and try to help their team and then the opportunities presents itself that not only to help your team that you're going to have a big role and you've been working to get back and you put everything on hold and you couldn't wait to get out there and all of a sudden you get out there and boom it's a knee then it's a knee then you get back and you come back again and then it's a hip your body your, just fails you your body and it's just it's really just sad for jason Verrett. You're, you're absolutely right i know you're not saying with any glee but he's done his body just said this is a game this is a game this is a tough game a lot of people think oh guys get no that your body is not meant to play football bro i don't care what who guys what guys say it, it's it's tough. There's only so many. There's only Sad. so many games in a player's body. No question. For him, the number was 40. He played 40 NFL uh, career games. Great player. Shanahan yeah. made the point earlier this year. When Verrett's right, yeah. he's not just a Pro Bowl caliber player. He's an All Pro caliber mm. corner, and they're not going to have him. Who? Do, what does that mean for Samuel Womack, Dante Johnson, and others? You know, it means there's going to be more opportunity in that secondary. All, All right, right, let's take a timeout. We are going to hear from Borna Nazari, who is a Charger insider, is going to join us at four o'clock. We'll also go through the top 10 plays of the first half of the year. And how good is Justin Herbert? Is he an overrated quarterback? Is he an underrated quarterback? We'll get to that later on. But coming up next, what do you expect to see tonight? We will get into that. I'll ask Glow what he thinks. We'll throw out some thoughts. Niners and Chargers. And we got a couple hours to break it down. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon and Harris Ranch Beef. We're here live at the Hilton in Santa Clara on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. I made the point when they said, uh, would you be interested in doing the pregame show? I said, if you can get me bourbon and some and some, you know, some Harris Ranch Beef, <laughs> I could be there. I could be there. And here we are, live we are. from the Hilton in, uh, in Santa Clara. Low Neal, future Hall of Fame fullback Larry Kruger with you on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon and Harris Ranch Beef. And, of course, when we're done, Warriors Kings go later tonight on 95.7 The Game. A man giving us the fist, fist outside. Baby, Fired up! Wearing the P. Willis jersey. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. And he's hanging out with Ronnie Lott. Exactly. Two veterans. Exactly. Two veterans. All right. Uh, what do we expect to see tonight? That is, uh, you know, we started off talking a lot about what the Niners looked like in the, you know, before the bye week against the Rams, and then the impact of that bye week and what they're getting back. But what now? Let's get into the nuts and bolts of this one tonight. Niners, Chargers. Niners are four and four. Chargers are five and three. Very much alive. And both uh, both teams very much alive for a playoff berth in their respective conference. What do you expect to see tonight, Lo? I- I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be, uh, I'm going on a limb. This is the Kittle game. Hey, little diddle, Kittle down the middle. I've been wanting to say that forever. <laughs> it's time for Kittle to unleash the hound. I think Kittle gets it. I think Kittle it's goes over. It's a big Kittle over, night. Big it's a big Kittle night. It's a big Kittle. I think he goes over the century mark tonight. I'm going out on I think that when you look at where they're going to do, I think you can understand that people are going to be, they're going to intent, you're going to look at Debo. You know he's coming back. He's going to be trying to play and he's going to go hard. You know that. Right. You know we're gonna what you're going to get, McCaffrey, that he's going to catch some passes, he's going to run, he's going to do the thing. That place is going to be rocking. I just don't think that, I don't think the Chargers have an answer for Kittle. I think that he's too physical for these linebackers. I don't think they can run with him. I think Kittle's going to be, I think Kittle's going to have a big night tonight. I think they're going to feature him. It's time for the Kittle, man. It's time for Kittle to go ahead and be Kittle because I tell you right now, the fans, when he gets going and when he's often and he's involved in this offense, the others around him, the whole offense starts to permeate and whole offense starts to bubble. The whole offense starts to go. He's a driving force when this offense. So I like to see Kittle get in or get, get involved in the offense early and I I think this can be a big game for everyone. Spread the ball around, and they can they can get after them. You know, it's a, it's an interesting game because this is the game that brings Elijah Mitchell back to the Mitchell. football field. Elijah Mitchell was a it was the Niners' number one back. Um, this is just his second game of the season. He sprained his MCL back in Week One against the Bears at Soldier. Uh, he had double digit carries in nine of his eleven games during his rookie year. He had twenty carries in each of his last five games. Um, he missed six with various injuries, but. He he doesn't fumble the football. I think this is an interesting game from the standpoint of the Chargers are bottom of the league in rushing yards allowed. They give up almost six yards a carry. They just lost one of their best defensive tackle, uh, Austin Johnson, last week yeah. for, to a knee injury. Yeah. Um, they're giving up almost 150 uh, per game on the ground. So 
I think this is a this is a real mental struggle, I think, for Kyle Shanahan. Why? Because we already talked about it. You got all these run after the catch weapons. You got, you know, you you have uh, Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and Ray Ray McLeod, if you want to use him, Danny Gray. Um, he's got a lot of weapons. But I think this game, if you're really saying hey, what does this call for? Don't take chances with the football. Run the ball a ton. Mm. Commit to the run. And I'd love to see Elijah Mitchell come back in full force and get a full dose of Elijah Mitchell. He doesn't fumble the football. They, their can, turnovers is basically one of the two or three things that could actually cost them the football game tonight. I don't think the Chargers have the offensive weaponry to run with this Niner team. But I think this is so, so on one hand, Shanahan could be tempted to fling it all around because the Chargers don't have that kind of the Chargers can't score 30 points, not with the not without Keenan Allen, not without um, Mike Williams. So the, I, I personally think, though, the, the more guaranteed way to win is run the hell out of the football and commit to the run. And that's going to require Kyle Shanahan to show some patience. And I don't know that he always has the patience to stick with the run game and just take his three yards, yeah, right, four right, yards, right. and just pound away. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Krug, when you're talking about, hey, the inconsistency of Cal Shanahan. Will he just, will he just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust? Okay, let's go run it again. And okay, it's third and two, run it again. And, and go back to that type of style of football. I think it's great. I, I love that type of football. You know me, the old fullback. Hey, I love lining up and putting my shoulder pads. And I love going to I heard glass. So that's my type of football. You're all about a four-yard game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you, is it sustainable long-term? You're just coming off the bye. When you look at the Chargers team and you talk about the, in the inconsistency that they've shown on defense, they can't stop the run. Passing game, Barrett, all the guys that have but you, Chase Jackson, guys that got hurt, different guys in the secondary, they're injured. So it's like, do I need to beat my team up right after the bye when I'm getting ready to go into this stretch? Can I, am, am I playing at home? Do I want to make this just a physical game and keep it close and let the Chargers stick around? Or do I have an opportunity to go out here and still run the ball and be aggressive and still be physical, Larry? But, but say, okay, I'm going to be physical, but I'm also going to spread the ball. I'm going to take some shots because I'm at home. I want to get in and, and make this Charger team say one-dimensional so I can get more rest. So now they're not trying to be physical running the ball. Can I do that and kind of, you know, because I know there's going to be some games a la Seattle, some teams that we're going to know on our schedule that we're going to have to be a lot more physical than tonight. So I don't know if you go. I totally understand what you're saying, but what do you say to when I'm when I'm saying to to what the point that I'm making no, about I, just? I, I I hear you. You're, I'm 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 thinking do you know have a game plan that guarantees you victory you're thinking more about managing the body yes. over the course of the season and why have that much run through when maybe you could you could run around i just think that when you when you dictate yeah. uh, the physicality and you start rolling downhill, you don't necessarily get injured. It's the defenders that wind up getting injured. True. Guys like yourself, True. True. you know, just putting them on their can. True. Then let's flip the card. On the other side of tonight, 
I think this sets up for a huge day for Austin Eckler. Eckler leads the Chargers in rushing yards. He's got uh, six rushing touchdowns on the year. He also has 60 receptions from his 400 yards uh, receiving with four receiving touchdowns. He's going to be the guy. And if you watch him, I don't know if you saw that play last week on the sideline against the Falcons. He caught the ball, and ultimately his elbow did touch down, and so they said he was downed. But he did like a Barry Sanders-type thing where he kept his feet, rolled off the defender, never had his knee really hit down, and went the distance for a touchdown. They thought it was a touchdown. They looked at the replay. Uh, come back, they showed the elbow kind of scraped the surface, and so he formally, you know, one elbow yeah. you're down. Yeah. Uh, but Eckler, rapping against Eckler tonight is, I think, the number one uh, object on defense because if he starts if he starts t- turning three-yard runs into six-yard runs, if he starts turning five-yard catches into 20 and 30-yard gains because you can't wrap him up, it's going to be a long night. You're, you're right. You know, when, I watch, when I watch Eckler, to me, he's not a guy that's physical. It's not that he runs behind his pads. It's not that he's going to run guys over. He's finesse. He just gives and takes. He's like, bam, bam. You just watch him. He's just really jukey, can get in and out, and he just makes guys miss their arm tackling. Like you said, they got to wrap him up. It's not that he runs with so much velocity and run you over. He's just so elusive and so shifty that guys, he just gives them bad angles, and they're not arm, They're just trying to arm tackle him, and that's where he starts to build steam, and like you're talking about, build, a momentum, build momentum. So they have to square him up and you got to put bodies on him you got to put one and two and have every guy swarm tackle this guy because he is he makes guys arm tackle and he's great in space and it's hard to get clean shots on him he's just one of those guys that keeps the legs churning yeah you know and he's twisting and he's turning yes yes he's got great balance i mean you're right i mean there's bigger backs you say physical backs you name 10 guys before right. you'd ever see right. austin Eckler. Right. but he's one of those guys that in open spaces you dump it to him in the flat and guys take bad angles because he's a little bit quicker than you think. Yep. Guys, he's not a big-bodied guy, so people think, like, oh, I'll just bring him to the ground. You know, the Niners have some dominant tacklers. Greenlaw, Aziz, Fred Warner. Sure. Uh, but they also have guys like Hafanga who have missed a lot of tackles, kind of fallen off yeah. guys who would keep their legs moving. So how they wrap against Eckler is going to be... I think of utmost importance that the Chargers are not a a, a strong um, defensive team. They've allowed the third most points in the league. Right. But offensively, and we haven't the last three weeks. Herbert has yet to throw a ball thirty yards in the air. The last three weeks, why? Because he doesn't have the receivers. Hasn't had Keenan for weeks with the with the hammy. Mike Williams is down. They have they're a one receiver team in a lot of ways with Josh Palmer, uh, who's a decent receiver. Had a hundred yard. Day last week on eight catches, but right. um, he's not a game breaker. And if the if uh, the 49ers can somehow wrap on Eckler and 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 put a little bit of heat on Herbert, I think it, it's going to be advantage 49ers. The challenge for for D'Amico is he's without three of his four top defensive linemen. Doubtful is Samson Ebukam, Kinlaw's out, Armstead's out. You could be down three fourths of your starting D line. Yeah, and and that that bears well for. 
the Chargers and Herbert because Herbert is a quarterback that you if you give him time and like I said earlier in this year after the injury against Kansas City you saw Herbert trying to force things you looked at him you watched the inconsistency and in how he was throwing the ball and you watch him he's like get focusing on a guy and he's just trying to get it there last week when he when when it was on the line and he needed to be great Herbert now is extending plays with his legs he's now he's making decisions he's turning back into that football player that's what you want because most quarterbacks when you look at the Josh Allens when you look at you know Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes and you start to watch these quarterbacks they make plays they extend plays with their football players they're just not saying okay I got to go to the first read second no they say okay that fell that broke down let me make a play let me show you what I can do with my athletic ability to make a big play and that's the kind of quarterback Herbert is so now I think when you're talking about having those type of defensive linemen down and they're going to turn their protection to Bosa and saying, look, we got to make sure we have account for Bosa. We can't let Bosa beat us. And you're going to see Herbert move the pocket. So it's going to be interesting because he gets out on the perimeter. And that's what the Niners struggle with with Herbert. If he gets out on the perimeter and now he becomes two-dimensional with his legs, now it's hard to cover because you now you got to still drop. You still got to cover. You still got to you know commit to run, stopping the run because Herbert can hurt you with his legs. So that's what the Chargers are going to try to do. They're going to try to get Herbert outside the pocket at times. They're going to try to let him use his athletic ability and make plays, make plays with his legs, but also make plays with his arms by just by design and also not just by design, by busted plays. Yeah, and busted plays are going to be huge. Turnovers yeah. and busted plays. Right. I mean, Chargers should not be able to move the ball consistently Agreed. on this 49er defense. They really shouldn't. Even with even, the injuries? Even with even, the injuries? Even with the Niner injuries up front. I mean, they're down a couple receivers. Let me ask you about, um, and they're down a couple of their tackles. I mean, they were you know, Slater's their best offensive lineman. Yeah. He's yes. out. Uh, they're down two old linemen. They're down two starting wide receivers. They don't have, you know, th offensively, I don't, I, I don't look at this Charger team. I mean, they, the Falcons, for example, did not have an overpowering defense. But the Falcons, they what did they score last week against the Falcons? I mean, they won the game, but it was a low-scoring low game. Low-scoring game. So yeah. they didn't explode against the Falcons. No. Now here comes the Niners defense, which is number one. Um, and I expect the Niners defense to rule the day. Here's the question, though. How good is Justin Herbert mm. because he's an interesting quarterback. If you if you say, hey, name 100, you know, we go, go out on the patio here and say 100 NFL fans, yeah. who's the best quarterback in football? And they're going to say Mahomes. They're going to say Josh Allen. And then somebody's going to say Justin Herbert. Right, right. You're right. His name's going to come up. No question. And, and, and so i got to throw out the question. Is he overrated or underrated? Um, he's had 40 career starts. You know what his record is? No. 20 and 20. He's a 500 quarterback. He's 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 got the big time arm. He's six six, two forty. He's got the he's got the uh, the moss, as Dennis Eckersley <laughs> likes to say. He's got the long hair, and you know he's got the he's got the right, beach right, boy right, looks. Right, right, right. And you know, but he's 500. How much is 66, that? Is 66 percent completion percentage, 82 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, six six, two forty. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. And yet, does he win? I mean, it's not like he's been on bad teams. The Chargers have a lot of talent. Um, well, I mean, 20 and 20. Well, I mean, he's a 500 
quarterback. Oh, wow, you're gonna go there with my hurt. Let me hear That's what he is. No, he is. Is are, are you are? They say you are what your record says you are. I, I get that. I mean, he's 500 right now. Okay. He, he looks the part. Okay, let me. I mean, he, he's definitely passing. You know what? You know, hey, he's pretty in the face. He's slim in the waist. He's got the pretty hair. <laughs> he looks exactly like Central Casting. Hey, 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 leave he's the guy. Why are you hating on the man? Why no, are you no, hating I'm, on this Bavado? He's I'm, good. I'm asking yeah, you more than anything. Well, you know, who's better looking, him or Jimmy? I mean, put it out there. I mean, is this where you're going? Is this where you're trying to get yeah, to? I mean, exactly. who's your guy? Who's you, you better saw, looking? You well, saw get me the text Who's better looking, Jimmy or Herbert? My goodness. It's... No, but I, I, everybody I, says he, that it's that it's that it's Mahomes and it's Allen, and then they go quickly to Herbert. I don't He's five hundred. He has that. What has he really done? Well, I, I think you look at the kid in Cincinnati, and you say, you know, you throw him in that mix too. You look at the quarterback, what he's done, but but for Cincinnati for the first year, were they that good? And you looked at what he was able to do. So now, when you're saying that, though, so put Herbert on the Niners team with the defense, like so, you're saying that Herbert has the talent that he has. His go, he's got look, great talent. Go, go, so put. Compared to defenses, you put Herbert on this team, and you think about the defenses he had. Look at Herbert. He hasn't played with Keenan last year. Keenan was hurt. This year, Keenan's hurt. So you're telling Herbert now you have you you couldn't even name receivers. You just were talking about how they how hurt how bad their receiving core is, and right he's now. still able to make yeah. plays. And even the last several weeks, Keenan hadn't played since week two. He still threw for over three four hundred yards against Kansas City. So I understand Herbert at times maybe doesn't look as good, but if you look at the defense, he's never had a top ten defense. He's never been in a have a top you know. So when you think about that, and you say, well, his record's twenty and twenty, but it's it's. They got pretty good D though. When you're talking about Derwin James, Nick, I mean uh, Joey put, Bosa. Go put their go put their stats up. No, no, see, I know, no. The go, stats uh, are bad. I mean, they, they, I'll they, tell you what the stats Derlin, are. Derlin, They're bad. Derwin James, he gave up more touchdowns. I mean, this guy, you know, you brought him in for to do a bunch of stuff, and and you look at injuries. Their their defense has not been. They're one of the worst defenses yeah, against no, rush. They're, so, they're the Chargers are 21st in the league in total D. They're 29th against the run. They're mid pack against the pass. So, but, but so a lot of people you, feel like they're only mid pack against the pass because they're so bad against the run that teams don't have to pass. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But you were you know you were going on my man, you were going on Herbert, you were on his at his gizzard, you're on his neck. So I'm just showing you Is he is he are we ready to say I don't he's think elite? He, no. When like people don't want to give Tua Tagovailoa a lot of credit. And a lot of people will say well, Would you rather man, have Herbert and Tua? Who would you rather have? Honestly. Well I'd rather have Herbert. Me too. I'd rather have Herbert. But Tua's won an awful lot more. I'm mean, going back to college. He won, and he's now winning with with Miami. Uh, Miami's won what? Miami won again today. I think they won four or five in a row. Is Miami a better team? So is it? A, do you think well, they're you, healthier? Yeah, they're healthier. Do you look That's at Miami's the one thing. It's hard to Miami? evaluate the quarterback and what's going on around the quarterback. They're you, not a healthy football you're, team. You're right. Do you would they have? Would you have Herbert or, or Jimmy? Herbert. When you when you so what so I so I understand what you're saying because I do understand what you're saying. You're saying look though you post everyone's talking about elite. So maybe I, he's not. My, my point is maybe he ain't Mahomes. Maybe I, he I ain't agree. Allen. Okay. Maybe okay. he's I'm, maybe I'm, he's I, like the central casting quarterback <laughs> who looks awesome, but at the end of the day, he wins. He wins one, loses one. Wins one, loses one. I mean, they went up against a pretty mediocre uh, Falcon offense last week. They didn't light him up. Now, how much of that is the injuries? I mean, you don't have your tackles. If you took away Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, Deco right. Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, how good are the Niners going to be? And, and that's, right. So I mean, right. I, I do get it. I'm just more, just I'm just kind of throwing it out there more than anything. 
I know that Herbert looks the part, and I know like he had a play earlier this year. It was a fourth down play. He's backed up on his own goal line. He threads the needle between two guys and gets it out to the fifty. They go down, kick a field goal. I forget what game it was. It, it ruined my parlay, <laughs> but, but that's why I remember no so, so distinctly. That, no wonder but, you're not laughing, but, Herbert. But, okay. I mean, but I mean, it was impressive. <laughs> I mean, there was very few quarterbacks that could put the ball on the hands in that tight a window with that kind of velocity. I mean, he seriously threw a 40-yard rope. I don't think it went five, six, six feet off the ground the entire time. This guy's got rare physical skills. But at the end of the day, he does have some... He's on a pretty good team, and he hasn't won a lot of football games. I just... I, I'm really... I, I guess it's my way of saying, low is that I think the full spectrum of possibilities is out there tonight for what we may see from Herbert. If you told me that he's going to throw for 300 yards, Josh Palmer's going for 150 and two touchdowns, and he's going to light it up and roll out of here Victor, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me that the Chargers struggled to, to, to get to 14 points and their offense went three and out and he looked uncomfortable and harassed and harangued by the Niner front all line all, all night long, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. And you know what, though? The thing about what I can tell you is, I think the Niners should win this game, but I'm going to tell you right now, Herbert's good enough. He's going to make plays. He's that good. That's the thing. If you had Jimmy in this situation with the, on the Chargers team with the lack of weapons that he has at receivers, backup guys, your best receivers and guys out, it'd be hard for you to say that what can he do? But Herbert's going to make plays because his athletic ability and because he's that good of a quarterback. He's going to hurt. He's going to get his. Even though the Niners are, I think the Niners do have more firepower, Herbert is going to get his. When, when you look at guys, you talk about guys like Josh Allen, and you watch a game like today. That, and, by the way, so the game of the year, for those who didn't see it, was Vikings-Bills today. No question. Un uh, unbelievable game that went back and forth. Eventually, the, the Vikings beat the Bills in Buffalo in, Buffalo. in overtime. What'd you um, think? Well, so, I mean, so, so we talk about we talk it was about an unbelievably we, wild day. I mean, Justin Jefferson was unstoppable. I mean, those catches. The Bills stuffed the the the, the fourth uh, and inches. The fourth and inches play, and so then they get the ball with like less than a minute left on their own one yard line, and Allen with the bum elbow somehow doesn't handle the snap, and the Vikings fall on it in the end zone for a touchdown. And then the Bills get the ball back again, only needing a field goal to tie. They drive the length of the field and they get the Tyler Bass field goal. It goes to overtime and um, and Minnesota ultimately wins it was that, in overtime. Was that the closest game to the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial did you see? The announcer, <laughs> wait, I was listening to James wait, wait, White as I was driving down. James White, the yes, former Patriot, yeah. was on the broadcast and that's what he said. Did he really? He said, he's like, wow, Man, that was like I, the Buffalo Wild Wings I, I, commercial. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I it's me right now. It's God. Two minds think alike. Yeah. But that's what I was, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, my goodness. The, the, and it was a good call. I, Cousins didn't get in on that fourth and inches. He did not get in. No. And boom, they fumble the ball, get the end zone. You think it's over. You think, oh, my God. People Buffalo, left. Yes, they left the stadium. They it was left. They said Buffalo wins. They were thinking it's over. And then Buffalo gets in field goal range to get the field goal to go overtime. And then we, so the reason why I'm going with this is because you, didn't take, you, you look at a guy who's everyone's criticized, and you look at Minnesota, and you think about the quarterback, who he is, he takes his team down, they get in field goal range, and they, they, they kick the field goal. Then Josh has the ball, they come all the way down. What do you, so when you see that, and here's a guy that you say is a lead, or this, it's so what is, with weapons, a lot of weapons, a good team around him, 
What separates? What What are you looking? How, how are you? How are you judging these when you when you look at the Herberts and Mahomes and who are you talking who are, about? Cousins or just, Allen? Just, just Allen. When you talk about Allen, Mahomes, Cousins, well, I just it's Herbert. How do you? How, how, so putting Herbert. If Herbert was on that team, think about if Herbert. You know, Kansas City is and Mahomes to me is, is he's here, and then everyone else is. Is that safe to say? How, how do you, how do you look at it? I, I you know I think Mahomes and Allen are in that top tier, and I and I hate to say it because yeah, I think you got to give him credit for the way he's played this year. But I mean Jalen Hurts might be right there in you know beneath there too. I mean you know just based on what we've seen this year. But I would say the top tier is Mahomes and Josh Allen. They're one two. As far as Cousins, Cousins hasn't won enough big games in his career, um, but he does have now. Hawkinson, a tight end. He's got Thielen, oh. and he's got the I think oh. the best receiver going right now in Justin Jefferson. Amazing. And they got Dalvin Cook, and they have decent defense. So I mean, you know, Minnesota's looking pretty good. So Herbert, this quarterback, you got so those two Herbert, quarterbacks. I mean, I'm Allen. I think the different. What does Allen and Mahomes do that the other guys can't do? I just think they can make plays from the pocket with incredible throwing ability, but then they also can make plays with their legs. Okay. So, I agree, and they can do both, and they're so so dynamic, and they're great decision makers. And where do you then? Where do you put my guy? Where do you put? Where do you put my guy from uh, Cincinnati? Um, when, when you think about what he has to, he's work more with. of a pocket passer. He's more in the mold of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and he's not. He you know he's going to move a little bit in the pocket, but he's been sacked a ton. He's already had a career altering type injury, so I think he's he is a really good young pocket passer in a league where I think you is need, him and Herbert together. I think you need to be a little bit more than a, just a pocket passer. To, to win championships, unless you have an incredible D they were, or an incredible run. But look, look at that. They, Dorian won the Super they, they had the Rams. I mean, it was that was a very competitive. But the Rams D-line sacked him a ton in the biggest game, and the Rams won. And, but, I, and I just think that that's an element that you're going to need. You're going to need the mobility to avoid the incredible athletes that are on the defensive side right now. So I'd put Burrow in that next tier, and I'd put Herbert in that okay. next tier, too. Where's Lamar? Where, so, okay, and and see, Lamar, so, Lamar's got a, Lamar has been a disaster as far as can he come from behind in the playoffs. We know he can throw when the Ravens are a classic bully team. When they're up, they can bully you. Uh, but can Lamar lead you back when you're down 17? when everybody in the joint knows he's got to throw the rock. So, not yet. He hasn't proven that yet. Okay. Um, he, he potentially can. And is he with, so didn't you have, that you have Lamar? Him to so the top is, tier. Okay, so you have. He's in that next tier. So you have, you have this first tier, and then your second tier, it was Lamar in your third tier with no, him no. and Cousins. No, I would say Lamar is in that second tier. Who's he's your, just, mo he's just not, a, he's just, he's, a, he's he's not a pocket passer. He's an incredible mobile athlete. So you're, we'll, you, we'll hit more yeah, on this. Because yeah, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> We'll get into more quarterback discussion, but up next, Borna Nazari joins us, Chargers insider. We'll get the Chargers side of things um, from Borna. It should be a really interesting conversation. Chargers come in banged up. Niners coming off the bye. Both teams need a win desperately to hang in their respective playoff races. Who gets it done tonight? We continue breaking it down with Borna next on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.